0: This is the Gutsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. Hey,
1: welcome back everybody.
0: I'm laughing because I have no idea what we're talking about today.
1: This is how we always do it. This is this like we really ever is. know what we're talking about.
0: Yep, and we're we're doing our little social experiment of recording on Instagram as well mm-hmm. as recording an episode. So, we're going to try and answer some questions that people have as well as just Go with the flow here and I'm going to take your cues.
1: Yeah. So, so I actually, I know exactly what I'm talking about today. I've been thinking about this for like a week and a half.
0: You've been thinking about this for like three months.
1: Well, that's fair too. But, but actually thinking about this episode for a a while, like a week and a half, Mm -hmm. um, because it's one that's been such a big deal. I mean, everybody is experiencing some degree of anxiety or another because of being on lockdown and having so much, um, Uh, ambiguity about how things are going to look in the future.
0: If this is, if you are listening to this episode sometime in the future of like 2021, 22, um, what is happening right now is COVID-19 and the whole world just kind of losing their minds and we're in shutdown and like stock market has crashed and small businesses are going out of business and it's been brutal and people are dying.
1: Well, and actually the worst part is that we don't even know how this is going at this point. It's so (laughs) early in Mm -hmm. everything that, that so far businesses haven't gone out of business yet. So far... You know, we haven't hit the millions of people down here, ha- have we?
0: No, no, we're no, not, even not even close. close.
1: 100,000, is that where no, we're No,
0: th- no, like globally? Yeah,
1: yeah, globally. Oh, globally. I don't know. Anyway, um, we have no idea what the future looks like. And that's what's so anxiety provoking about this situation, right? We don't know when we're going to get to go back to work, when we're going to get to go back to restaurants. None when of us
0: have ever experienced that. When we're
1: going to get to see our relatives again. And, and that's causing a lot of anxiety. Plus, uh, I think... Maybe something special for the the people that tend to follow us is we already have some health stuff going on, and this type of situation can really spike your health anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you are constantly reading in the media over and over again about how you know devastating this disease can be to people right. and uh, how many people are getting infected and how fastly fast it is uh, spreading and everything like that right. so Um, so, so what I want to talk to talk about today is what, what we need to do as individuals to keep ourselves in the right headspace, uh, because there's no changing what's going on around us. Uh, At Mm -hmm. this point it is, it is thrust upon us and there's nothing we can do to really block that out. There's some stuff we can do, sure. but for the most part, if we are going to have peace and if we are going to have joy, then it's. Gonna have to come from inside.
0: To, to, well, always. That's 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 always been true. Though this mm-hmm. isn't like it's not like COVID nineteen hit and it's like oh my gosh we need to find peace and joy again. It's like no, we've always needed to grow, like harness and harvest yeah. peace and joy. And, and
1: I, I, I think what this event has done though is that it has made that so very clear.
0: It's been a catalyst. Mm-hmm. It's it's like we've all just been okay, we've just been going, like just floating by. And then something just turned over our boat. And
1: and and Disney can only early release so many
0: movies
1: (laughs) before we run out of stuff to watch. And then we have to deal with this situation. Mm, It's true. So uh, in order for us to really talk about this though, we first need to talk about kind of where we've been and why we have any right to talk about this. Um, Now, I also want to acknowledge right off the bat that a lot of people really dislike this topic right now. Sure. Um, Any any kind of positivity on social media...
0: Around COVID-19. Well, really, just
1: positivity in general seems to be met with some hostility, Mm -hmm. not from everybody. And there are people who appreciate the positivity, but there are some people out there who feel like it's our duty as individuals to be distraught about the situation because people are dying, which, you know, I want to acknowledge that, yes, this is a terrible situation. It's scary. It's sad how many people are dying and getting really sick and how all the healthcare workers are just being overrun with work.
0: So I want to say something about that really fast. Healthcare workers being overrun with work is this this increase in anxiety is bringing people to hospitals in droves. Yeah. Like it's like, it's they are overwhelmed by people being overwhelmed mm-hmm. and people just coming in for a mild cold or mild something. But these people think they're dying. They yep. think they're dying. And, um, and so that's, that's adding. And, 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 to and that's the only hysteria. making it worse. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: in some areas that's on top of already being just slammed with, legitimate COVID-19 cases and right. all sorts of other stuff. Just because COVID-19 is a big deal, doesn't mean all the other diseases decided to take a vacation right. except for pneumonia, I guess that's all turning to COVID-19. Are we
0: going to talk about that?
1: No, we're not. We're not.
0: Okay. That's so a different episode for a different that's, time. That's a
1: totally different subject mm-hmm. because we are talking today about how to keep yourself steady no, better than that. How to actually experience joy, how to thrive, even when the world around you seems like it's literally falling to pieces.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's talk about why we have any right to be talking about this. Took <laughs> me a long time to actually say that. Because <laughs> it's been our life the past so, three years. Well, it, it goes back further than that, though. Um, my my bachelor's degree was in psychology, Right. right? I've been studying this subject of mental health since I was 20 when did 22, 23, 24 yeah. years old, 23 I think I was 23 when I changed my major to psychology.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm 37 now. So 14 years, 15 a years. Long time. I'm old. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I did a master's degree in, in counseling psychology, but more importantly, it was a master's degree in contemplative psychotherapy, so which is mean? basically Buddhist psychology. Mm-hmm. And a big, big part of what we did was meditation. So I literally got a master's degree in how to meditate, yeah. Which included daily meditation through the whole three-year program. It included
0: three months of meditation. You had to two, go to like two a, months. Two months. That's right.
1: Yeah. The, these were month-long meditation retreats um, away from Jean-Yves, By the way, which I saw was him hard. for like
0: a day in like per month. He would be gone for like two weeks, and then we'd have like one day, day that off. we could like yep, and see each other, and then yeah. So we had to like write to each other.
1: Uh, and, and so, so I got a master's degree in that. And then I uh, did a PhD. Well, I started a PhD. Oh, we're not going to make it very far on this live. <laughs> the battery's yeah. going to yeah. die soon. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I, then I went and started doing a PhD in psychology, counseling mm-hmm. psychology again. Uh, and during that time I commissioned into the air force. Mm-hmm. And so I went and did officer commissioned officer training right. boot camp in the air force
0: literal opposite of a meditation retreat mind you
1: <laughs> it was a very different kind very of meditation
0: opposite.
1: i was meditating on survival yeah um and i was a good uh, 10 years older than the average person mm-hmm. there right so so i've you know i i went through some some training i learned some things about taking care of yourself mentally yeah But the real training for me began, really for us, began shortly after boot camp when I was finally getting to work in my chosen field and just months away from getting my PhD and becoming a a doctor. um, I was diagnosed with cancer, as most of you already know. And that was where the real training started for both of us, because Mm -hmm. as it turns out, all the stuff you learn in books, no matter how many books you've read, doesn't really translate to this is what real life is like. Yeah. And so I went through all of the emotional experiences, depression, severe anxiety that I'm going to get to that didn't even peak for a long time. Right. Um, There were joyful moments too. Lots of really good stuff that came out of this, but uh, but that was incredibly hard. There was pain. There was the, the not knowing there was the being told with, pretty high confidence that you're gonna die which by the way is a completely different experience when it comes to anxiety Yeah. Um, I mean what else we we had a baby in the middle of that well Janique had a baby I got to watch um, was fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> I'm sure
0: it, I'm very silent right now because <laughs> I don't like going back into those memories. It's, I haven't processed, processed it as well as you have. So that's right. why I'm, I'm here listening just like everyone else. I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's learn from you. So,
1: um, so anyway, we go through all the treatments. We, you know, we have a new baby coming into our lives. Um, then we're told, Oh, by the way, the cancer has spread. It's in your lungs. You're going to die. Good luck out there. Um, Let's just
0: keep doing more chemo until you die. To top it off, to top it off, less than
1: a week later, I find out I'm getting kicked out of the military because of this, Um, which means I have to drop out of my training program, which means I'm no longer going to be Dr. Roney. In fact, I'm not going to get my PhD at all unless I want to do at least three more years of training that I didn't even know I had left in my life at that point. Yeah. Right, this is... I'm not saying all of this to make anyone feel bad for us. Um, mm-hmm. Just trying to express that like we've, we've been to some dark places. Right. Right. So, um, you, and a lot of, you know, this story at that point, we kind of gave up on the whole chemo radiation thing because we were told it's not going to help very much anymore. Um, we started our alternative clinic. We got some hope back. Mm-hmm. Things started changing. My health turned around quite a bit and um, there's sort of a, a gap in there where we sort of, we cruised for a while, yeah. right? I mean, we were focused on building the business and yeah. raising our kids, moving, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. But uh then where does it really peak? Probably. Oh, okay. So in October of 2019. Yeah. So what has it been now? Five months? I think six. Six months almost. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going on six months. Um, our, our hyperbaric chambers were shut down by the government
0: it was pretty devastating it was
1: it was It was a, it was a big blow because mm-hmm. for one, we had invested a huge amount of money into those chambers. We were in massive debt
0: that wasn 't even part of it for me it wasn 't even the financial stuff it was It was the the hope that so many people had lost, so many people were doing so well, so well, so many cancer patients, so many Lyme patients, so many like so many people. And
1: yeah, word, word was finally spreading what was possible with these. We were finally seeing some really great results from this and it was, we've it been was seeing great results
0: out. like for you, like the yes. entire time we'd been utilizing it. Fair. It was just, it was amazing. I had, I had a friend in my book club say, ask me like, how many cancer patients have you guys lost? And this was literally like two months before the chamber shut down. Mm-hmm. And I said, none
1: at that point, at that point it was, at that none. Point it was, none. Um, mm-hmm. so, Anyway, the the chambers get shut down and it's it's devastating. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, the bigger part was definitely that people lost this resource in the community. Um but there was also the the personal hit that like at that point in time it made up a good 50% of our revenues, right? Yeah. Um and so there was a lot of unsurety and anxiety started to rise up. Mm-hmm. Uh but then and Then we started losing friends. Then then people started dying and I'm not trying to say that people started dying because they didn't no. have access to no, the no, chambers. No, 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 not at all. Um, we have no idea what contributed to what. No. It's just that people started dying. And the, the very first one that died um, was actually a really big blow to me. Um,
0: That's why I'm like, why are we recording? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, well, we're recording because we're processing and because people need to understand what you go through, Right. Um and uh and that started kind of a a bit of a landslide, so to speak, because more people died. And then um I went through some more health things myself back in I guess it, it was started in December, December. right? Mm-hmm. Um I, I started wheezing and I haven't actually talked about this. Nope. Um and that was that was terrifying for me specifically because um the the cancer had spread to my lungs, right? Back when I was told I was gonna die, uh, it was because it was in my lungs. And so this new symptom showed up and it it scared the crap out of me. Um and out
0: of both of us.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. out out of us. And um you know we I don't even know how much detail to go into on this but it this was a very long and drawn-out experience um, and the 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 anxiety of it also contributed to the development of other symptoms that were equally terrifying. I was getting pain in my chest mm-hmm. which I later realized had nothing to do with the wheezing it was a totally separate symptom but again I didn't know right. um, and there was this constant questioning of, you know is it time for me to go get another scan um is it am i going to have to think again about doing chemo and radiation and all that stuff um what does this mean for my life expects me all sorts of horrible things um what else goes into that time period that's that's probably i also i had a uh, a really terrible emotional experience that was kind of related to it and kind of not, that just made me really freak out about my own mortality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, so sort of a, a spiritual crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I began for the first time in my life to have panic attacks, like, like full blown, I am dying right now. I'm having a heart attack, panic attacks. And they would last for long periods of time into the middle of the night um, and they were absolutely awful. Couldn't sleep. I began to dread going to bed at night because nighttime was when these things tended to show up for me. Um, It was, it was by far the worst experience of my life, including all of the original cancer diagnosis and treatments and things like that. So, um, so uh, At one point in this, and and this, by the way, wasn't that long ago. (laughs) Um, This was a month ago, is all, when things finally started turning around for me. And um, and this is where, finally, I'm going to give you guys something useful. Uh, Hopefully, by now, it's well-established that... I've been to dark places. We've both been to dark places and and this isn't even covering everything. And
0: I want to say like dark, like that's an understatement. Like we, and we don't talk about it a lot ever. Like I don't, we don't open up to people about these dark places because they don't understand it. You know, unless you've been there, you can't like, I think in our cancer circles, we all look at each other and we get it. You know and and it we see it in each other in like a post, and you see what they're not seeing in the post, but you know exactly what they're feeling and it's just it's it's dark it's really hard and it's really dark and it's it's hard to let people hear it
1: yeah well it's it's hard to be vulnerable um and I think maybe that's why I wanted to do this live and not just record it because <laughs> if we're gonna be vulnerable like <laughs>
0: Right. Let's,
1: let's just do it. Let's just really lean Go. into it. Yep. Um, so, so this is my, my coming out basically <laughs> to say that like, no, I haven't been all right. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways I've been a, a big sloppy mess mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, the few moments where I've kind of been okay were the moments where I was, you know, recording the podcast mm-hmm. or when we were, You know, interacting with clients and things. Mm -hmm. So, um, so this hasn't really been visible to most people. But um, yeah, I
0: just I just had a thought come to me. It just uh, experiences from this year and experiences from like three years ago. I remember, and again, it's just to say like you can't judge a book by its cover. You know, like we Mm -hmm. this is why we need to be so gentle with each other with our words, with people that we interact with. I mean, that goes for me as well, obviously. But I remember I was so pregnant while Tristan was going through chemotherapy and we would go grocery shopping and I'm holding Tennyson and the grocery bags and people are staring at us, you know, and Tristan's just walking and he looks like a healthy, you know, healthy grown man. And and in my head, I, I always remember thinking, if only you knew, if only you knew. And it's interesting because I've had so many, like, I I don't as, again, I don't, I'm not complaining, but I just want to bring it aware to people. You know, when we talk about these, these topics, people are like, well, you guys are healthy. Like you, like you have no say in this. And I'm like, you have no idea what we're going through. You have zero idea, like what we are going through. Like you have no idea. No. And so when people are using these words as weapons against each other, you know, you try to... we, we just can't see everyone's paths, you know? And so to condemn people and to, um, we just need to be really careful, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, what were we talking about?
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) so where things started turning around and this is where I'm going to start preaching. (laughs) Yeah. So this is where you can start taking notes on, on what is actually helpful. And what's funny is that what has worked for me, what has turned things around is in fact, what I was learning about all those years Mm -hmm. in school, all the academic stuff does work, but the application of it in real life is so different from how it looks on paper, Mm -hmm. right? To, to sit in a therapy room with someone across from them on the couch and say, here's what you need to do and then expect them to go and do it and come back and yeah. report how great the results are. That is, uh, it's is, we're asking a lot of our therapy clients when we do that mm-hmm. is what I've realized right. because it, it doesn't just happen. You don't just do it and then, whoa, magic, I feel better now. Right. Um, it takes some incredible self-discipline, some incredible trust, to do these things, um, and to basically go against what your instincts want you to do in order to get the results you want. And, and here's how it happened for me. Uh, Jeanique basically woke up one day. I don't know exactly what the thought process was, but she woke up and said, it's time for us to do something about this. I'm going to book this really intense emotional experience for Tristan that uh, he's not going to be able to get out of. <laughs> and and this, by the way, was... It's,
0: it's a healing retreat. It's not like an... Emo- no, it's a healing retreat in Costa Rica.
1: An incredibly intense emotional experience <laughs> that we had talked about a few times, but that I had very adamantly said, no, thank you too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had said multiple times, no, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. That is the very last thing that I can handle doing right now.
0: And then I was like, well, I booked it.
1: And then one morning I wake up and she's like, guess what I did? <laughs> we're, we're going to Costa Rica. And I had two weeks. Um, it was three. I had three weeks, <laughs> less than three weeks. I think it was 20 days <laughs> yeah. to prepare myself um and now to be totally fair I still could have backed out of that right I still could have said that's not happening um I think that there was a deposit down but it wasn't paid for so mm-hmm. you know there were still ways to wiggle out
0: It's paid for now by the way But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no wiggling out <laughs> But um
1: um what I realized in that moment uh and that was maybe the most valuable moment in this whole experience for me was that I could backpedal and escape that scariness, but I would never escape the fear unless I leaned into it. And so I decided, all right, since she made it so easy for me, I'm I'm going to lean into this and I'm going to do the thing that seems scarier than anything else I could possibly do because I trust that I'll come out okay on the other side. And that decision in that moment was so incredibly powerful because from that moment on, my momentum changed. And momentum is a really important word here, by the way, because momentum is everything when it comes to our emotional experience. So in that moment, I went from momentum that was on its way to kill me. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I I was on my way to dying young to reversing that and pulling myself out of a very dark place into a place of great hope and possibility and and power really mm-hmm. is I think the best way to describe it um, but that was just the beginning of the work right the work that I'm still in the beginning of um, because there were still panic attacks after that moment there were still, really long nights of sleeplessness and fear and and like cortisol explosions where my entire body is shaking for hours at a time, right? This was still happening. But again, things were shifting in my favor. And because of that single moment, I was able to take bigger and bigger steps going forward. So that is the first key for everyone to really take notes on here, which is, That when we fully commit to something, even if we aren't entirely sure how things are going to turn out, if we can just find one thing to put our trust in, just one thing to to put our faith in and say, okay, I don't see how this works out in my favor, but I've been told and it it has this little glimmer of truth to me. I'm going to just... I'm going to lean into that and I'm going to dedicate myself to it and we'll see what happens, right? And and that was a massive game changer for me. And I hope that you can find the same. You, It doesn't matter really even what you pick. It's just that there's something out there that you can believe in. That might be a religion for you. That might be... A a philosophical teaching that you've come across. Um, It could be a good book that you read once ten years ago. It doesn't really matter. The important thing is that you you get that little tiny glimmer of hope, and you say, "Okay, I'm going with that. I'm just gonna lean into that one hundred percent."
0: I think there's a lot of intuition, like when you that there's that book called The Dark Night of the Soul. I think once you've hit that rock bottom (laughs) there's i think sometimes intuition can play a really big part in it and so when you're saying what is that thing that pulls you out i mean do some deep dark soul searching and you know it'll it'll come to you i truly i i honestly truly believe that we're never left alone like we are always being guided the universe always has your back the universe always says yes you just have to say yes to and it will meet you halfway and so um that's my two cents
1: and that and that's your philosophical belief
0: that's my philosophical right? belief yes. um, or
1: your spiritual belief or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it and and that's not necessarily the one that everybody has to hold right but everybody does need to find something mm-hmm. that helps them get to a place of all as well right and you can do that as an atheist. I 1000% believe that.
0: Well, what I'm saying is whatever you believe, like right. there's always like there's always intuition and hope yes. that can help you pull out of it. Whatever that looks like and resonates to you as.
1: Yes, and intuition is also a huge factor here because anxiety is a direct result of losing touch with your intuition. Right. If you are 100% in contact with your intuition, There is no room for anxiety there Mm -hmm. because you have no doubt about the direction you're going or what the future holds for you.
0: I like how Gabriella Bernstein, that's how she says it. Gabrielle Bernstein. Bernstein. She she in Super Attractor says fear, which anxiety is a result of fear. She says fear is a reminder to go back to love and it, if you are experiencing fear it's because you have shifted away from a space of love or a mindset of love and i and i really like that cuz whenever i am in my dark night of the soul anxiety pit it reminds me wow i've it, it, i didn't just come here overnight it was me forgetting to hold space in love mm-hmm. and um and love can be i don't know courage or our camera just died there by the way oh all right. Well, um, sorry, hey, everyone sorry that guys. was live. We'll
1: finish this <laughs> right, and,
0: audially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, so I like that she said that. And that's that's one thing that I think, you know, if we are experiencing fear, um, it's a reminder for us to move towards something else.
1: Yeah. And, and she also says another really important thing that needs to take place at that step, which is you need to forgive yourself mm. for getting to that place in the yes, first, yes. first position, right? Um, we we do make the decisions that kind of lead us to the point where we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the middle of that dark night of the soul, so to speak, it is partially at least the result of several different decisions that you made over time. And it's okay. like there, It's okay. You don't have to add self-judgment on top of that. Right. And that was something really important for me to learn. In fact, one of the other things that really helped me, um, you know, specifically was I started reading a book uh, and I'm not going to remember the name. It's Ravikant is his last name, but the book is called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. And I I bought the book purely based on intuition because Mm -hmm. I I think I heard him on a podcast talking about it. And he said, Oh, I've got this book. I just did a new edition. You can only get it in a physical copy. And I was like, I never read physical books, but you know what? That, that sounds like something that would be really helpful for me. So I bought a physical book, which doesn't Mm -hmm. happen very often. (laughs) And I, I read like the first two chapters of it and that all on its own made a huge shift for me yeah. because what I learned from it or what I remembered from it was that the way that we talk to ourselves matters a lot. It does. If we are constantly judging ourselves, if we are constantly doubting ourselves, if we are constantly focusing on what is inadequate about ourselves, mm-hmm. then we will feel bad and right. inadequate and terrible. Right. And how can a person who is inadequate and terrible have anything good happen to them in life? Mm-hmm. They don't, which means bad things happen to them, which means it makes sense that you would constantly expect bad things are going to happen to you. Right. And that's anxiety, mm-hmm. right? You don't know what those bad things are. It doesn't matter. They're right. going to be bad. So paying attention to the way you speak to yourself and training yourself to speak differently can turn things around in an instant.
0: Right.
1: And, and keyword
0: yeah. on training, training it, yourself because you have to word. practice it over and over and over. And,
1: and this is where momentum comes in mm-hmm. because you can't speak poorly to yourself. You can't have a negative self image for decades right? and then have a moment of clarity. And then suddenly your momentum has completely shifted. Right. Granted it's happened before it does happen, mm-hmm. but for most people, most of the time, you have to slow down the train before the train stops and can start going in reverse. Right. Right. That's
0: so true. And that's i that's really important, you guys, Tristan saying slow down the train because a lot of times people start implementing these practices and after a while, they're like, it's not working. And it's like, well... It is, but you're slowing down that train, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so that it can go into reverse. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you, you know, you're not broken because it's not working. Right. No one's ever broken. But
1: the other piece is be relentless in your efforts.
0: Mm -hmm. Like your life depends on it because it does.
1: It is not enough for you to spend two minutes in the evening thinking about this and an hour once a week thinking about this. Okay, it's not enough. Yeah. Yep. You need to be as many times a day as possible thinking mm-hmm. about this stuff and figuring out what it takes to get you to a different state of emotional being.
0: I want to use a, a like a visual example for listeners right now. You know these people that embark on these bikini bodybuilding competitions. Um if if I And I'm never going to do those. But if I went to a personal trainer and I said, listen, I want to completely transform my body, but I only have two hours a week to do it. Nate, I only have three minutes a day. I only have three minutes a day to do it. Can you, can you make me win a competition? Can you transform my body? They will laugh at me and they'll be like, that is absolutely impossible. You need like, and I think these people spend like two to three hours a day, like, Exercising in the gym, lifting weights, running—you know—and then that doesn't even include the meal prep stuff. Mm -hmm. The meal prep stuff—they spend thousands of dollars. I know some people that have spent like five thousand dollars per competition to on like personal trainers and foods and you know whatever um, to transform their bodies physically. Now, when it comes to transforming your mind mentally, it takes the same amount of effort. Different effort, but it's a lot of work. And
1: one thing I do want to really put out there is that it doesn't have to be a slow process, Mm -hmm. but it does, you need to treat it like a long-term gig, right? This This isn't a decision you make one day and then everything switches for you. This is something that even if you get fantastic results the very first time you put effort into it, You still have to plan to do that every day, multiple times a day for the rest of your life. Totally. That's just how it works because the natural momentum of the mind the human mind which is very mortal and flawed mm-hmm. is to go towards what's wrong
0: i thought you were going to say the natural man is an enemy to god
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope. that
0: scripture just came it into is, my mind it is sunday
1: so <laughs> right. there's your church everybody but but no no i'm all i'm saying and maybe there's a parallel there that i mm-hmm. can't get into right. but right. but Some basically symbolism. the the natural Direction of the mind is to figure out where the dangers are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how our physical bodies have evolved because yeah. that's what it took to survive for thousands and thousands of years of human civilization. So if we are not constantly creating momentum for ourselves in the direction we want to go, then nature will take over. And, and it'll it'll yep. set us back into a primal state
0: the natural man the natural man <laughs> so
1: be it that's what we're going to call it and and while that is fine for survival what we want for ourselves what we want for you and what we hope you want for yourself that's is so fun. much more than just to survive and that's where what is happening right now in the world around us is so so very important yeah. for us to pay attention to mm-hmm. because the world is in survival mode. Right. This is why people get angry when you talk about positivity right. in this environment. Right.
0: Because they're all drowning and they're like, why aren't you drowning with us?
1: They are in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And someone in survival mode sees any kind of letdown of vigilance mm-hmm. as a threat to survival. Yeah. How dare you see what's beautiful because while you're off staring at the clouds, you're about to get stabbed in the back by your enemies,
0: right?
1: right. That's how their brain is thinking. Right. And that's how your brain might be thinking, which is okay. You can forgive yourself of that because it doesn't have to stay that way, right? right. You have the chance to acknowledge that, oh, this is what I've been doing. Right. What can I do differently right. in this moment? to start to shift my momentum. right, And it's not always going to be profound. In fact, one of my earliest turnarounds in this whole experience was having a panic attack and being able to separate myself mentally from what was happening to me physically. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm hyperventilating. My heart is pounding like 120 beats per minute probably mm-hmm. while I'm laying there doing mm-hmm. nothing. And I was able to somehow separate myself from that and say all you have to do is just keep breathing. Yeah. That's it. Just slow down your breathing. Yeah. And and let this ride itself out. And it didn't really stop the panic attack, at least physically, my body was still 1000% charged up. Yeah. But my experience of it, my perception of what was happening completely shifted. Yeah. To where I was no longer spiraling in my thoughts, Mm -hmm. I was present and I was able to observe what was happening to me. And, you know, 45, 60 minutes later, I was able to fall asleep, Mm -hmm. which for me was pretty good compared to what had been happening before. Right. Right? So sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's not even about getting to good. It's just about
0: getting to, okay,
1: not being trapped in terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting to, meh yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well
0: (laughs) i'm not dying today (laughs) that's right (laughs) um
1: and 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 so then once again we come back to this concept of momentum so i had the initial moment of hey i'm on a train maybe it's possible for this train to go a different direction yeah and then i had this first experience of hey Maybe I can kind of put the brakes on this train just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I realized the ways I was talking to myself, the ways I was looking at myself and the kind of the negative patterns that I was perpetuating Mm -hmm. with all of these less than fully conscious thoughts I was having about Mm -hmm. myself and my experience. And that helped me put the brakes on even more. And then I started remembering more of my training in my past. And I thought, Hey, Hey, you know what's cool that I haven't done in way too long? Meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should try that.
0: That's so weird. <laughs> Which
1: I know, like, I I am very flawed. It took me a good six months from when this spiral started before I thought to go back to the thing that I got a master's degree yeah. in. <laughs> All right, I know that's ridiculous. But that's how this whole thing works, right? That's, that's, that's how momentum is. It, yeah. It, it gives us tunnel vision.
0: Well, that's what how trauma works too. Yeah. You no know, trauma can really get you stuck in a hole in a, in a negative pattern and, um, and almost trick you into thinking that this is the only way that it can be. And, um, and like you said, you need that catalyst. You need that momentum to kind of snap you out of it. And mm-hmm. for you that, snapback was, Hey, I'm taking you to Costa Rica, whether you like it or not. Right. Mm -hmm. So hopefully listeners out there, hopefully with COVID-19, this is our snapback, right? Like these, the way we are reacting right now, and you explained this to me beautifully earlier today, how we are reacting right now. We've always been like that, but it's just been super subdued. That has been our most primal, most like like, yes, it's it's always been there. It's not like we completely changed character. So what COVID-19 is allowing us to do is reflect and be like, how is this serving me? How is like my tendency to always go towards fear and always go towards panic and always go to worst case scenario? How is this serving us? How is this serving the world? And we might be thinking, well, it's keeping me alive. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it really keeping you alive? Mm-hmm. Because when we really look at our circumstances, like we, we've always been surrounded by things like COVID-19, MRSA. You know, there, there are things out there. And, 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 and I want to express, a lot of people have asked like, well, how have you guys been so calm during this? And it's like, because we have faced death. And now everyone, like when, when you're in the cancer world, you face death and you have to process it, right? It's this big, bad, ugly guy. Like the way I explained people to other people, what death feels like to me, it's like, I'm in a glass house in the middle of the woods and it's pitch black, but I can sense that there is someone on the outside of this glass house, just looking in. That's what death feels like to me. And it's just, and I can feel those eyes on me and it's terrifying because I feel so vulnerable and I've had to process that. So now with COVID-19 hitting everyone, everyone is now in their glass houses with death staring at them. Mm -hmm. And they're realizing that they are, that they're not invincible basically. And everyone is, kind of losing their minds. Well, and, and cuz it's scary. That is a scary reality. I mean, for for
1: half of the people listening, it's COVID-19. For the other half, it's the the economic meltdown right. that's following COVID-19, right? Yeah. It's people who suddenly can't go into work and it's not possible to remote work. So right. now you are among the 6.6 million or mm-hmm. however many it's at now Americans who had to file for unemployment. Well, yep. And yep. you're getting this stimulus check that covers part of your rent for one month mm-hmm. and and then what right and those those questions are just as scary because mm-hmm. they don't just affect you and your personal health, they also affect your family and your children and your right. ability to keep your family and your children safe right right yep and and so it's very, very easy to spiral That's It totally really it. is, but here's another little trick. Um, there's this uh, philosophy called stoicism out there. And the idea of stoicism is that you let yourself mentally go to the absolute worst place imaginable, mm-hmm. sit there and say, okay, is this doable? So, so think of the worst case scenario in your situation. Yeah. Let's say that um, everyone in your house gets COVID-19 Plus everyone loses their jobs and you lose the house. So you're out on the street. Mm -hmm. You're homeless now. You've all been really sick and now your lungs aren't working very well. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Is this situation doable? And unless you get to a place of being able to say yes, you will continue to have terrible anxiety. You will. There is no escaping the worst case scenario there is only making peace with it Mm -hmm. because most of it's outside of your control.
0: All of it is outside of our control.
1: Well, except for how you respond to it. Yes. Right. That's the one thing that you get to maintain control over Mm -hmm. is how you respond. And this is just my opinion, but if you can respond to even the worst case scenario with an open mind, with open eyes, and with open arms, yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah, All will be well, mm-hmm. but you have to trust that. Right. Right. So what else?
0: I what else know. is helpful? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. What else is helpful for people?
1: What else is helpful when you so, are spiraling anxiety? Yeah.
0: So um, we've touched on this before, but I mean, okay, guys, we have to have like a divorce with the media. Like we have to set up healthy boundaries. If you were in a relationship with someone who constantly told you terrible things about you, about your family, about your world, about like, would you still be in a relationship with this person? Hopefully not because you'd recognize it's a toxic relationship. That is our relationship with the media right Mm -hmm. now. Like, It is, and everyone is a statistician right now. Everyone is throwing out statistics on hundreds of millions of people are going to die. Really? Like, how do we know that? You know, like everyone is throwing out these numbers and we are fixating on these numbers and we are terrified. Mm -hmm. We're terrified. And here is the, if a true like statistician, am I saying the right word? Statistician. Statistician, thank Mm -hmm. you. If a true statistician, came out and told you the truth about this, they would say, all of these numbers are completely bogus. Like, every, like the testing is terrible. The numbers are terrible. The reports are terrible. Like we're not doing a good job. We're all, I guess I can't say we're all guessing, but like it's, we'll talk about it in another episode. So what I'm saying is everything that you are being fed right now is potentially not even true. Mm-hmm. And yet we are terrified of this and we just need to you know say okay i will do some reading up on this the status of whatever you need to understand for 30 minutes a day and then then you're done then you're done and go and gravitate towards happier things read a happier book
1: 30 minutes might be generous because it really only takes about five minutes to get caught up on what has Mm -hmm. changed since yesterday right? right but um But once again, this comes back to momentum Mm -hmm. when you feed your brain, a constant stream of negativity and fear and boredom and you name it, that's what is going to be bred in your mind. Mm -hmm. Your mind will latch onto that and say, Oh, look at all these good reasons for me to be terrified. Yep. Yep. Let's, let's go with that thought.
0: Right. Right. Like, like, seriously, guys, listen to some great audiobooks. You know, there are so many incredible authors out there, um, inspiring books. You know, self help books. This, if if there is any time that we need self help, it's now. And you know, Audible is just one download away. Mm-hmm. You know, start buying some books and listening to them over and, and over and, and over. They and over. don't have
1: to be self help books. I've actually started listening to The Wizard of Oz recently. Oh yeah, because it it's free, or at least it was free on on iBooks, mm-hmm. and it's fun. It's a really fun story. The book is even better. People always say this: the book is better than the movie. No, mm-hmm. it is. It's a really fun book. And the point is though that it gets you to a good mental state. Yeah. That's what matters. So whatever works for you to do that. Yeah. The other night for me, actually I guess it's been a couple of weeks now, but I randomly decided I'm going to go on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I hate TikTok. I tried it in January and it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But that night I was feeling like, you know what? I think TikTok could be fun. So I went on TikTok and I laughed my butt off right. for like 3 hours. There's some
0: funny people in the world.
1: It's hilarious. <laughs> And, and so I had a really great experience. It was like a, a positive spiritual experience for me Mm -hmm. to just laugh and laugh and laugh Mm -hmm. because I hadn't done it in so long.
0: Yeah. There's that story about the two wolves, right? Like there's two wolves inside people and one is evil and the other one is good. And you know, the, the person will say, well, which wolf and they're fighting the, the, the two wolves are constantly they're fighting. equally
1: matched in strength mm-hmm. and ferociousness or and something like everything. that. Yeah. So which one wins? Which one wins?
0: And the answer is the one you that you feed, mm-hmm. you know? So when it comes to good versus evil, happiness versus fear and terror or love versus fear, like what are you feeding right now? You know, are you, are you, I don't know, like pining over more stats and more information and like, what is my doom, you know, or are you creating your own path and your own story and not having that story be written for you by some anchor on the TV, Mm -hmm. you know, where, where, where are you, where where are your thoughts flowing? Because I, And I say this so many times on the podcast, where thoughts go, energy flows. I yeah. think that's even in my email, like my email signatures at the bottom. Yeah. It says, Janique Rowney, where thoughts go, energy flows.
1: The other thing Janique says a lot that is really relevant here is what wires together fires together, mm-hmm. right? If if you have associated all these different parts of your life with fear and yeah. worry, yeah. then that's what's going to get triggered for you all the time.
0: And I I think what's, you know, that is so true because I see everyone creating these new wirings in their brain, this new world. And then when they, when they are trying to impose it on me and I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not my wiring. Like I don't see through that lens, you know, and, and it feels almost abrasive where I'm like, wow, I'm sorry. I'm not in that space you're in. Mm -hmm. And, and you can't pull me down there, and I'm and I'm really sorry that right. like
1: and specifically talking about uh, our mental state, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, and I just want to separate that from you know the guidelines to socially isolate, which maybe are not the words they use. They use social distancing, mm. but but yes, do your part, right? Sure. Don't don't go and break quarantine or whatever it is going on in your area because you're not afraid, but right. don't let yourself. Get used to that. Don't let yourself start to believe that that's normal and good because mm-hmm. it's not. This social isolation that we're all experiencing is incredibly damaging to us, mm-hmm. not just mentally and emotionally, but physically. People literally die from social isolation all the time. Right. And here we are imposing it on each other in the name of saving lives, which mm-hmm. I understand that needs to happen, but don't let it be okay. Right please keep looking forward to the day when you can get back out there and embrace your loved ones and hang out with your friends and socialize out in public with crowds of people. That is going to be beautiful. It's going to feel so good. Don't let yourself become afraid of it.
0: You know, I I want to remind everyone about you know, we we're trying to create our environment to be as sterile as possible. You know, when we were at the grocery store today, you know, there's people working there, spraying down everything as you are like shopping. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like a sci-fi movie. And, um, And I want to, I almost want to shake people and remind them like, you know, studies have shown that people that have stronger immune systems are those that have grown up with pets. Why? Because pets are nasty. They're They're dirty. dirty. They bring in tons of bacteria and tons of nasty things into the house. And guess what? That makes your immune system stronger. So, yes, this needs to be a temporary thing, but don't be scared of the germs mm-hmm. the germs make your immune system stronger mm-hmm. you know and again you know this fear of illness this fear of bugs and germs it started before COVID 19 mm-hmm. i've seen this in our clinic time and time again where moms bring in their kids who have a cold or have the flu and they're freaking out they're like i'm gonna take my son to the er right now i'm like why mm-hmm. his fever's 101 like it's doing its job. Just trust it. Give it a few days. Give well, it a week.
1: And we've been there ourselves, right? Oh, sure. I mean, how many how many nurses hotlines have we called when our kids oh, were really young and like, they had yeah. a fever? Mm-hmm. And of course, that was not helpful because all they say is, "Oh, you should probably you go should
0: in, go to that right. Go, exactly. to, care,
1: go to the ER." But
0: <laughs> but I, what I'm trying to say is, like, we need to remember, like, our bodies. The the majority of us, there are immunocompromised people, right, mm-hmm. out there. But mm-hmm. the majority of us, like, we have bodies that are designed to deal with these things and to help heal us and to become stronger and to create immunity, right. trying to protect ourselves from all the germs all the time, never touching people again, never going out and playing in like a sandbox or mm-hmm. outside on a playground that is going to hurt us all long-term. Mm-hmm. And, right? and so to
1: put that in context with uh, what we've been talking about, both both things are true. Mm -hmm. It is true that we have this deadly disease out there that transmits rapidly through the population, Mm -hmm. kills a much higher percentage most likely than the typical flu does. And and that's scary. But we also have this other truth that we have these amazing systems that Mm -hmm. are capable of overcoming all sorts of different diseases. And most of us can really trust that. And just because one of these two things is true doesn't invalidate the other one. There is a duality. And our ability to hold that duality also enables us to stay sane in this environment. So when we talk about this, when we say your body is strong, your immune system can handle this, Mm -hmm. we are not invalidating the dangers out there.
0: Right.
1: It's just a question of which of these truths do you want to focus on?
0: Right. And, and again, this is what we're all about is self-empowerment. We know you can focus on the truth of another truth of my body is strong and healthy, and I'm going to live a lifestyle that reinforces that, you know, and we talk about that all the time. Like you can change the outcome of your health by what you eat every day. You know, you have three opportunities a day to build your body up or break it down. And that is what you put on your plate. Mm -hmm. That is what you're prepping in your kitchen. You know? So, so if, if this is a catalyst towards making lifestyle changes, then great. You know, what a great catalyst to inspire you. Cancer was our catalyst. Mm -hmm. We didn't eat well. Tennyson ate Chick-fil-A like every other day, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then cancer hit us and that was our catalyst to you know be propelled into this world of health and wellness and education let covid-19 be your your catalyst towards a new and improved you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not just physically, but emotionally.
0: Totally, Because absolutely.
1: you can heal your body with your thoughts. I believe that mm-hmm. without any doubt whatsoever.
0: And, and I wanna share a great story that one of my followers shared with me. She told me today, and, and, and we're not hearing these stories, we're just hearing the doom and gloom, but she said, you know, both my in-laws have type two diabetes. My mother-in-law is doing cancer treatments right now for cancer. And they both got diagnosed with, they were both tested positive for COVID-19 mm. and they survived. She said it was like easier than the common flu. They did vitamin C, they did low carb, you know, cause they're diabetic. So low carb, they watched what they were eating, vitamin C, they did iodine, turmeric. And um, what was the other thing? I can't remember, but she quercetin. said, quercetin, and she's like, and it was less than a week and they were fine you know, and this is so great for them because now they have immunity, right. you know, we are sp- we we are delaying this herd immunity, you know, and it, we're just prolonging our fear. And, um, and obviously I don't want everyone to get COVID-19, well, not and, at all.
1: And if your anger is rising right now, check in with that mm-hmm. because once again, we are not saying that because there are stories about people recovering easily, that there are not people out there who are dying from it right. or having a terrible time of it. Both things are equally true and equally possible. Right. But where are you going to put your personal energy? Right. Where are you going to put it? There is one thing that I want you to get out of this more than anything else in the world. And that is that your emotional well-being is the single most important thing that you have. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Feeling good is the single most important goal that you have in yep. your life. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating in the least. Everything you do, all of your life goals, all of your intentions are all driving towards what final outcome you want to feel good. Yeah. And I don't mean pleasure. I don't mean you want to drink a big chocolate shake because that tastes good. You want to feel good. You want your emotional state to be happy and positive and peaceful and wonderful. Yeah. Why are you waiting for the circumstances around you to line up so that you can give yourself permission to feel that way now?
0: Yeah.
1: Why are you waiting for it? That's not how it works. And this, by the way, I'm getting off on a tangent, but this drives me nuts about the law of attraction people. I love law of attraction. I think there's a lot of great stuff from it, but I cannot stand listening to a lot of law of attraction people because they talk about this in terms of when you get everything you want. Mm. Right. If you align yourself with the universe, then the universe will give you everything you want and then you'll be happy. No, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You get yourself into alignment by feeling good. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Right. So why wait? Feel good now. Yeah. Figure out what helps you get to feeling good now and go there and stay there as long as you can and do everything you can to stay there. Yeah. Because that is what's going to help you create a world for yourself that continues to help you feel good. That's the momentum I'm talking about. Right. Get yourself to feel good. Bring to yourself the things that help you continue to feel good and continue to feel good and continue to bring to yourself things that help you feel good. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Which is not to say that bad things won't happen here and there. Right. But if you've got that momentum in your favor where nine out of 10 things are good, it is so much easier to bounce back from the one out of 10 things that goes wrong.
0: Right. It's it's funny because there's that app called The Daily Shifts we love that, that app by mm-hmm. the way and it and it makes you write down three times a day things like or not is it three times a day it's well there's there's three check-ins for? every
1: day but it mm-hmm. doesn't always it only asks you your gratitude things at the beginning now the you
0: guys day. know how often i do it <laughs> at least once a day <laughs> i'm consistent this <laughs> one's really consistent with it i have I'm not. to be but um but it makes you like it, it you check in with yourself right you mm-hmm. write down things you're grateful for you take a moment to really appreciate the world around you you know you it makes you write down your goals or do like a th- two-minute meditation, mm-hmm. and um and it's and it really it's it's a great way to to train you to snap back into this state of well-being again, mm-hmm. um, because like Tristan, Tristan said and what I keep saying, the natural man tends to go towards worst-case scenario because that is how we have survived our our entire existence. You know, but, but we're no longer running from bears, you -hmm. know, now we're running from media Mm -hmm. and bad news and, and, you know, but the beauty about where we are today is that that we can create those boundaries Mm -hmm. and those boundaries are, boundaries are beautiful things you guys they are so wonderful. Boundaries are potentially the most loving thing you can gift yourself with. And it's not just boundaries with the media. It's boundaries with people in your life too. People that are toxic or people that you just don't jive with. They don't have to be completely toxic narcissists, but people that just don't add to your well-being or your happiness. You you don't have to stop loving them, mm-hmm. but you can create a boundary. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, you'll be better for it. They'll be better for it. It's okay to give yourself permission.
1: Yeah, and you're not doing them any favors by no. having no boundaries because if yeah. they make you miserable, there's a decent chance that you're not making them very happy either. Right. So why feed that?
0: Right. There's there's no
1: need to feed that. Yep. Um, now children, that's a whole other question because you can't just create a boundary <laughs> to children. No. But you can You can start, lock
0: them in a bedroom. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs>
1: you can start changing the way that you interact with them, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can you can take a big breath before doing the default action that you normally take, which might be yelling at them, might be spanking them, might be you know making a, a passive aggressive comment to them. The important thing though is that when you slow it down, when you give yourself a moment to pause mm-hmm. and when you are able to check in and ask yourself, is this really the state I want to be in? Yeah. Then suddenly you open up possibility yeah. and that possibility is freedom to change your destiny. Right. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing if you take responsibility for it.
0: Freedom to change your destiny. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Who knew that the mental mind games is so important. We probably don't give it enough. We talk about the chemistry of the body all the time, but we don't talk about the mental aspect of it and how your emotions literally turn genes on and off. Your stress creates inflammation. Your stress creates pain. You were talking about the chest pain. Yeah, I remember like three years ago when we were going through this, how I was getting like stomach pain and gallbladder pain and armpit pain. And mm. I had all of these pains all over. And that was all my mind creating that. Mm-hmm. Imagine what our minds could do for us in reverse. Right. When we are in, like when we train ourselves to be in this state of awe and happiness and euphoria, yeah. like what would follow from there right. is well being. you know, Non, no inflammation. Hopefully,
1: yeah. Well, we we've talked about Roger Bannister before on the podcast, who was yeah. the first man to
0: oh, run yeah. a mile mm-hmm. in
1: five minutes, less than five minutes. minutes yeah, um, he had to get there mentally before he got there physically. Totally. Okay, it had never been done, and there were a lot of people, most people, saying that it would never be done. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I don't know much about him, but this guy was able to create a. Vortex around himself of belief, right? That said, no, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And he willed himself to breaking that record. Yeah. And after he did that, everybody else did it. It mm-hmm. was like no big deal at that point. Yeah. Because he broke it for everybody. He changed the world. Yeah. Because he was willing to put himself in a different state of mind totally he
0: shifted like a world paradigm
1: and if he can do that for the world of running why can't you do that in your little sphere right right? why can't you be the one to completely shift the energy of your household Mm -hmm. or your workplace Mm -hmm. or whatever it is right your neighborhood and community
0: right Exactly.
1: That's an amazing thing. And when you tap into that potential, when you really start to see your future in that sense, rather than what could go wrong, yeah, suddenly life is not just something you're trying to survive. Life is something that you cannot wait to engage in yeah. because you want to see the unfolding of that. Mm-hmm. In fact, the unfolding of all of that is the whole point. Mm-hmm. That is where you are in your really good place. That is heaven, right there.
0: I think the one gift Cancer gave me personally. I don't know about you. Maybe your story is like this too, or maybe the gift that COVID nineteen can give you guys is this: is that we all have a a, a clock on our heads, like we are all going to die someday. We're all going to die. And, for, you know, up until 29, when you were diagnosed, I, I thought life goes on blissfully forever. Like there's, there's no problems. There's no Cancer made me want to live and live hard. You know, it made me want to be like, oh my gosh, I have so many dreams that I have barely scratched the surface of. Mm-hmm. I need to get to work now because yeah. I love being here. I love this world. I love co-creating in it. Mm -hmm. I love my family. Like Mm -hmm. there is so much untapped potential and like, we've barely scratched the surface of it. And I want to get like, I want to get into it. Mm -hmm. And it, it gave me this, like, like I, and I'll be honest, it was a manic energy to get going with stuff. Mm -hmm. And now it's this beautiful, passive, almost like river, like energy where it just flows. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I, and I love it. And, that was the gift. Like, and again, and I don't want to talk about cancer lightly because cancer is very devastating. You right. know, it's, it, and it affects all of us differently. Mm-hmm. A, it, a coin has two sides, right? And, but the one side of the coin was, yes, I love, I it, it just made every moment in my life that much more precious. Right. And I don't take anything for granted. Nothing.
1: Yeah. At, at the beginning of this, I talked about how cancer took. My doctorate away from me, and it mm-hmm. took my career away from me. But the reality is that cancer gave me the opportunity to live the life I really wanted. Totally, because we had settled up to that point. Like totally we had settled, settled. hard. Set,
0: there's a movie where, oh my gosh, what is that movie? It's called Zootopia, where the dad <laughs> goes,
1: <right>. the bunny. <laughs> what
0: does he say? He's like, honey, do you know what your mom and I did? We. We settled down hard or something. We I don't settled. Know. We, we settled, settled hard. hard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that, that was us. Like, we literally had settled to this idea that I was going to work for the military for 20 years. We were going to bounce around between Oklahoma, Mississippi, and like, I don't know, Montana, right? Wherever they sent me, mm-hmm. us. And, and then we would finally get out and then decide what we wanted to do with our lives. Yeah. And I was going to be like 55 years old by that right. time. Yeah. And we had settled into that idea. And cancer, by ripping that idea right out of the picture, suddenly gave us this big open space to say, well, now what do we do? Right. And it, it, it could have been terrifying. We could have looked at it and said, oh my word, we are in so much trouble now. Mm-hmm. But we were fortunate in that we were able to see that open space and, and imagine the possibilities. Mm-hmm. We saw our future unfolding in a beautiful way in front of us, mm-hmm. and we've chased that. And so far it has been great. And as long as we have stayed connected to that vision, yeah. we have been so good. Right. And me losing connection with that vision was a big part of what I had gone through for the last few months. Right. It was losing sight of that vision, losing sight of the possibility of the future and getting caught up in the darkness mm-hmm. that, that could be right. around us. Totally. And so- we need to finish, but I need to finish my story too, because I did some blood testing. And as it turns out, what was going on with my lungs was that my ferritin was through the roof. Mm-hmm. It was like, what was it? 300 something, 400 something. Wasn't
0: it 600? No.
1: Oh, 400, 400 something, 410. It was really, really high y'all. And, and what so is it supposed to be like 75, okay. hundred, maybe. Um, so I went and had somebody drain a bunch of blood out of my arm, which is a fun story. I'm not going to share. No, please don't. (laughs) And the wheezing went away like the next day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: All right. Problem solved. Just like that. But I couldn't get there physically until I got there mentally first. I had to first overcome the fear that was being brought on by that symptom, by that little trigger and i had to make peace with all the different possibilities before the world would say okay that's that's enough of that lesson right. let's move on to the next thing
0: yep and we're still going to costa rica hopefully and and then
1: and then well this is what's also fascinating costa rica got, got pushed canceled. back by mm-hmm. a month well yep. initially got canceled and then rescheduled and and what's so beautiful to me is that that trip already has achieved its purpose for me. Yeah. I don't even care if I get to go at this point, I I'm do. not fearing it anymore. I actually look forward to it, mm-hmm. but I don't, it's it's okay with me if it never physically happens because spiritually and energetically it did so much for me. Yeah. I am in a million times better place now than I was when this whole thing got started. Yeah. And that is amazing. It is. And that to me is a testament to what is possible. Yeah. So, and it didn't take that long. Yeah. It's been a month.
0: And that was like all your internal magical juju is what I want to say, what I want to call it. Like you Mm -hmm. created that, like you didn't rely on a center Mm -hmm. to force you to create that. Like that all came from you. You did that all by yourself. Like, I remember like I would go to bed early. I've been going to bed really early lately, like nine o'clock. I
1: get a lot of alone time (laughs) these days. (laughs)
0: But he would like be a different person the next day and then the next day and then the next day. And he would Mm -hmm. do like all this like soul work. Mm -hmm. And I tried so hard. I tried so hard to stay up so that I could be with him and hold space with him, and it's like I was put under a spell where I was just put to sleep, and it was almost like the universe was like, "No, he's got to do this by himself," you know, <laughs> like, and he did, and he did, and I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you. So, and and it was it was stepwise. Like I'm to a place now where I do some pretty intense meditation at night but it, I couldn't have started with that. If you had said to me a month ago, you need to sit down and meditate for a half hour, I would have said you need to go kick yourself in the butt and get yeah. out of my face.
0: It's practice. Yes. It's like saying you got to go you've never trained for a marathon but you got to go run a marathon now. Right. Like no, you got to you have to practice with 1 mile and then 2 miles mm-hmm. and then 3 miles and then eventually you can run that marathon. Mm-hmm. And
1: and maybe because of my past, I don't know, but it's been a rapid progression, which is great. Like I've, I've moved up from, I can meditate for three minutes without losing my mind to Mm -hmm. like, I can meditate for an hour now and it's bliss. Like Mm -hmm. I, I look forward to it. I love it. And maybe that's because I did so much meditation before, but I can tell you that meditating for me now is a completely different experience than it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago, it's oh, only ten. been ten years. Yeah, okay, ten years, <laughs> ten years ago, four hundred years ago, we got married. In my last years life. ago. that's true. Uh, so, so anyway, um, I hope this has been helpful. Um, I'm not suggesting that the specific steps that I went through are what you need to go through, but the principles that we've talked about, the get your momentum. In check, right? Mm-hmm. Figure out which direction you're headed and figure yeah. out what it takes you to go in a different direction.
0: Which wolf are you feeding?
1: Be consistent. Mm-hmm. Be not consistent. Be relentless. Yeah. All right. Treat this like Treat it is a healthy wolf. It's a job that you haven't even earned yet that you've yeah. got to prove yourself worthy of. Yeah. Work at it so hard. Yeah. Impress the hell out of yourself yeah. because that's what you have to do here. Totally. And then pay attention to how you talk to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Make that commitment to love yourself no matter what. Yeah. That that is the only thing that matters. And then figure out how you need to do that.
0: And when those old toxic tapes come playing back, like forgive yourself and be like, I'm you know, just don't don't uh punish yourself for being like, oh man, it's back. It's you know, just forgive yourself and move mm-hmm. on and and make a switch.
1: Yeah, and, and hopefully the word forgive isn't like Creating too many weird question marks in your head. All we mean by that is tell yourself it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Be gentle with yourself.
0: Let's let's share some books. What are some of your? Fa- I'll share some of my favorite books. Okay, we've I, got one minute. <laughs> we have three actually. So because it's almost fifteen. Um, so my favorites are Untethered Soul, mm-hmm. and Um, Dying to Be Me, mm-hmm. Conversations with God. Mm-hmm um biology of belief guys if mm-hmm. you haven't read that read that like today it's so good mm-hmm. what else
1: um i really love actually one of the first books that helped me get into this place way back in the day was uh the way of the peaceful, peaceful- warrior oh that's
0: such a good ben one mm-hmm. um,
1: more recently though gabby bernstein's newest book super attractor holy crap you that's guys a great book like it's so. All good. right. I'm a guy. I don't think I'm really her target audience. Mm-hmm. I don't even care though. She, like, I listen to her audiobook. I like to listen to her doing her meditations and things like that. Mm-hmm. It gets me in the zone so quickly. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore her. Mm-hmm. So check it out. It's a good book. It's a do, really do good book. You have book. a crush on her. Um, More (laughs) like like a mom crush, even though I'm probably older than her. I don't know how old she is. I don't know how old she is. No, she's just like, it's just, I listen to her and I'm like, oh, all is well.
0: All is well. Life is good. There's also Abraham Hicks.
1: Yes, Abraham Mm -hmm. Hicks, which...
0: Might be a little weird for people. Keep so an open maybe, mind with
1: it. It's more about the yeah. teachings than the story. Right. But, totally. Um, yeah.
0: Um, Asking it is given by mm. Abraham Hicks.
1: Asking it shall be given. Or
0: Esther Hicks, I guess. That's that's a weird story for another time. Um, <laughs> but a good book. There, yeah, it's a really good book. Um, you. Um, what is another book? You are a badass. That's a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and there's a lot of there's, there's a so lot of really good many. books. Don't worry about the specific book. Find something that, that sounds good to you, that speaks yeah. to you and, and start reading it. Totally. There's a book out there called The, the Tao of Pooh about <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and how his philosophy that's can great. help your life. It doesn't matter. Just just pick something that, yeah. that as you read it, it feels good. Yes. And then keep reading. Mm-hmm. Make that your thing. Throw your phone out the window mm-hmm. unless your phone really does make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to yourself. Right, And start reading.
0: And that's it all right
1: we love you guys thank you for listening to this story thanks for letting us process this totally and
0: uh we'll talk to you next time till next time bye